0: You're listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome everyone to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board certified plastic surgeon. In the world of plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery procedures, one of the tenets that we as plastic surgeons try to live by is the idea that we want to save and retain as much viable, usable material from the body that we possibly can. I want to give you some reference points to this because in my training as a plastic and reconstructive surgeon, we were always told that you never want to discard usable things that the body has to offer. Here are some examples. When I'm doing a rhinoplasty and we have to do something with the septum, which is made out of cartilage... We can take pieces of that cartilage and instead of throwing them away, we could bank them or use them for other things that we may need to use it for, such as making a tip graft, using it for what we would call spreader grafts to make your breathing better. So instead of just discarding usable body parts, if you will, or aspects of the procedure where we are actually, let's say, trying to reduce the size of the septum or make it straight, and in doing so, we have to cut out a piece of the septum, instead of just discarding it, let's see if there's a way that we could use it. And the reason why I'm saying this to you is we do this all the time when we're thinking about a reconstructive procedure. Um, We could utilize um, a vein from some place in order to try to use it as a grafting device to try to make something happen in another part of the body. We can use an artery somewhere and graft it. So whenever we're doing a breast reconstruction and we want to do things like that, we're actually borrowing from other areas of the body so that we can make something at the end better. Okay, so the reason why I'm bringing this up is... One of the procedures that we've been doing more and more of over the past few years are hair transplants. And what we know is that once we deplete the donor area, meaning the area that we can actually harvest hairs from to replant or transfer, into another part of your scalp, we're pretty much done the whole game, it's over. There aren't more usable grafts, let's say, that'll look reasonably the same on, you know, if we took hair from another part of your body, from like under your arms or something like that, we could actually transplant it to your scalp. However, those hairs aren't gonna match the hairs that grow out of your scalp. And the important part of this that I really wanna hammer home here is that while you may still have viable hair follicles that can be transferred and used, we really don't wanna allow that to go away. And the problem turns out to be a lot of times a timing for this. And what's really, really important to understand is when we're doing hair transplants, we're trying to make the scalp the healthiest viable surface that we possibly can. It's just like if you wanted to plant flowers or a really wonderful vegetable garden, the soil and the ground really needs to be healthy in order for you to be able to make sure that your crops or your plants or whatever are going to grow well. Similarly, we're trying to make sure that your scalp is as healthy of an environment as possible so that even the hairs that are currently still growing, we don't want to allow them to die. We don't want to allow them to go away. And the reason that this is so incredibly important is because Earlier today, I was talking with a patient, and she was explaining to me that her husband still has a good amount of hair in the front and in the middle of her scalp, and we call that kind of like the frontal forelock, however, he definitely notices that it's getting less and less, and I think she was worried that once those hairs are gone, now we're going to have to start to rebuild into that area by using hairs that are in the back of his head. And what I wanted to make sure that, he, that she could actually go home and tell him was that there are very, very credible things that we can do right now to stop some of those hairs that are going away or that are very wispy or that are just not healthy enough. We can do things now to stop that, um, just like an inevitable thing where those hairs are just going to go away. Obviously, we can't at this point in medicine stop hair loss completely. But what we do know from a lot of research and a lot of very, very credible papers that there are a lot of ways to halt what's happening to losing hair. And if we can halt that or just arrest that type of um, leaving, if you will, of hair follicles of your scalp, we can do a couple of things that are really very interesting. And this is part of this whole artistry of doing hair transplants is that if we can make the quality of the hairs better, meaning we can make them thicker, we can make them look more youthful, we can make them... um, Just grow better instead of having very wispy, fine, you know, brittle type hairs. If we can make those hairs that are currently still growing better and then try to maintain that while we can also harvest some hairs from the donor area and blend them into that zone, it will never look like you are really going bald. And I think when you see more and more men that are having really great results like this, it's a combination of using things like platelet-rich plasma, using some medicines that we know work very well to arrest the you know, leaving or losing of the hair. We can also prescribe certain shampoos and vitamins and things like that that are definitely making the scalp a better environment, not only to grow the hairs that are already growing, but when we do the transfer, when we do the transplant, making sure that those hairs are a successful transplantation, that they really will grow in that new environment. And I think these things are very, very, very important. We've even gone as far as investigating using Botox injections to Make that scalp a better environment for circulation to happen. Because what we found through a lot of research papers is that many men start to lose hair because the scalp gets very, very tense with the muscles that are running around underneath the skin of the scalp. And just like Botox being placed anywhere else on the body, it relaxes muscles. Once those muscles are relaxed, the blood vessels that are bringing good circulation of really quality nutrients can then go to the scalp and allow the scalp to actually allow the hairs to grow better. So that's why I'm saying, If this is something that you really are fascinated about, like I am, definitely take the time to look this up, come in for a consultation, call us for a virtual consultation, or go to see someone that really does a lot of hair transplants like we do, that are really passionate about it, because there are a lot of different ways right now to make sure that you can maintain the hairs that you have and actually bring in new hairs from certain parts of your scalp so that it all merges together and you never look like one day you woke up and you were bald and the next day you went and had some sort of a hair transplant and everybody knows you did that. So again, just like with anything in plastic surgery or cosmetic you know, procedures, it's really wonderful if you could do something under the radar and make it look like you just look really great and rested and everything else without letting everybody know you had, let's say a nose job or any of those types of things because the trend is to try to look as natural as possible. You all know that. So keep this in mind, and remember, blending medical-type procedures, blending um, just regular things like really wonderful shampoos that stimulate the scalp, as well as incorporating some surgical type procedures like a hair transplant can all be merged together to give you unbelievable results in this whole new world of hair transplantation. You've been listening to the Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, and I'll be back with you again next week. Bye-bye.